When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sacked by the Rams defense. Burrow going to be taken down. That's Aaron Donald. This is what the Bengals were afraid of. Burrow be taken down. Sean Robinson, fifth sack of the night. He's going to get taken down again. Burrow under pressure, and he is sacked for the seventh time. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. They beat the Bengals 23-20. to Nightmare fuel right there for Bengals fans. Unfortunately, they could have some offensive line issues this weekend in a massive wild card matchup again for Baltimore Ravens. Hello, it's NFL Live. You know this crew. You know, lots of Ryan Clark, Swagoo right here, as always. The entire crew. Right oh, Swagoo, he's right. coming to Wisconsin, guys. He misses you. How about that? Breaking news right there in a physical Week 18 matchup against fans. the Ravens. Bengals starting guard Alex Kappel went down with this ankle injury. You see it right here. That was the third quarter. Head coach Zach Taylor has already said. It's going to be tough for him to be on the field this Sunday night against the Baltimore Ravens. Again, of course, this is the same team that played just six days ago, or will be just about six days since they last played each other. As we also know, no Lyle Collins as he is already on IR due to a torn ACL. How did the Bengals work around these injuries, Swagoo? First of all, when we showed the highlight, I still was, I'm, I'm still amazed that Joe Burrow was one throw away from actually winning that game. The Super Bowl highlight? Seriously, yeah, yeah. Like, that was crazy, right? That. Yeah. That's crazy. That is really crazy. Like half a second away from Yeah, man. Yeah. So, leads me into what I'm about to say right now. He's a more mature quarterback. Dan pointed out earlier this year of how fast he's getting the football out, not just looking for those deep routes, using yeah. the check down. I thought Zach Taylor and this offensive staff did a phenomenal job putting emphasis on the run game. That was an area where they knew that at some point we needed to improve to become a full team and also help Joe out. So, yeah, you get concerned about losing your starting guard and your starting right tackle, mm. right? That's that's out of the realm of possibility for you not to be worried. This dude went to the Super Bowl last year and got hit more than, more than I don't know, more than anybody yeah. in the history of the league. Yeah. So, no I, think, I think his ability for the check down that we've seen all season, the commitment to the run, takes a little less pressure off of Joe Burrow and the experience of last year being able to play through those things. Any other, anybody else in this situation other than Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow I'd be concerned about? Interesting. Because there's okay. no one in the NFL that I truly believe has better pocket instincts within structure than Joe Burrow. And the, the way he never compromises the mechanics of that. The reality is this. He handles pressure all the time. This is this past week. Watch off his left side. Two hands on the ball, okay? Left tackle is going to get whooped as he's ready to make that throw. Not there. He doesn't drop the ball. It's two hands right at his chest. Now he's almost getting tripped up. He tucks the ball to his chest because mechanically and in structure, that's what he has to do. Now he changes direction. Two hands on the ball. There's never a compromising of ball handling and or protection of it. And now he remains that passer with two hands on the ball. The pocket movement and the athleticism within the structure of that while also being so mechanically sound is so impressive. This is the play of the season for me with Joe Burrow right now. Right guard gets whooped. He's got to scrape the ball across his chest. There's two hands again. Again, never compromising. That's a no-looker, mm. folks. He's mm. peeking all the way to your left, his right, and throws an absolute mm. curl. 
to Tyler Boyd. If that was Rodgers, if that was Patrick, mm. everybody would be going up in arms. But do you see how, like, the ball's never compromised? He's dealing with pressure all the time. So often quarterbacks, when they have to instinctually move like that, if this is the ball, it goes like this, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's, now it's in harm's way. Yep. Mm. It's always here yep. with Joe, and he's still able to athletically move suddenly and instinctually without compromising that. Yep. That's why I'm not concerned about it with And it's, it's more frustrating when those guys maneuver the pocket than taking off. Like, you playing for athletic quarterbacks that can take off, but the ones that sidestep you and throw a, throw a bomb, that's the worst feeling as a defensive line. Yeah. I think the big thing when you look at the offensive line is not only protecting Joe Burrow, but it's continuing to be consistent in the run game. Yeah. A, a huge reason why Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals have been able to stick with it is because it's worked. Whether it was Samaji P. Ryan or if it was Joe Mixon, they found ways to run the, run the football, which takes a little bit of that pressure off of Joe Burrow and this offensive line. What if they can't create new lines of scrimmage? What if the run game isn't something that's working throughout the playoffs do you just relax and say to yourself okay we're going to not call these plays and put all of that pressure on Joe Burrow again because of the skilled players you have outside and the trust you have in him I think this run game has to continue to be a focal point of this offense even if the offensive line being compromised doesn't make it as effective of a tool as it's been down the stretch so, oh, go ahead David. no go ahead go ahead I was just say Joe Burrow could certainly help uh, help things be offset a bit and so could the, the running efficiency game. of those passes yeah, that ahead, he's yeah. you know right. like if you get those really efficient first down throws they continue mm -hmm. to just be at least committed to running the yeah football. committed I think the reality too is Joe has said this because we often say well Joe Burrow got sacked nine times right Joe has said he looks at sacks very differently than just the total number yep. because mm. down in the red zone, if it's third and goal, he's going to hold I'm on not to the football. Compromise it, yeah. Well, he's going to hold on yeah, to the ball yeah. to try to make yeah. a play. And if he gets sacked there and it's a 30-yard field goal or 33-yard, he doesn't care. And the same with third down. He often says, like, I'm going to hold on to the ball on third down to try to make a play. Yeah. Either way, we're punting the football, whether I throw it away or take the sack. So yeah. why don't I try to go hold it for an extra count and see if I can make a play? So with Alex Kappa likely out this Sunday night, Max Sharping, the next man up, the former Houston Texan. Let's move forward to one of the other AFC games this weekend as the Jaguars defense actually helped them get into the playoffs this past Saturday night. This play right here, a 37-yard fumble return for a touchdown by Josh Allen after Josh Dobbs fumbled the pass for the Tennessee Titans was the game-changing play as they went ahead and got the win. Trevor Lawrence knows tight games come to the territory in these must-win scenarios. It's the same thought process this week to earn another opportunity next week. It's You just find a way to win, whatever it takes. You know, this time of year, um, games are going to be tight, games are going to be close, and you just got to find a way to win. And, and we understand that, and I think our team has really rallied around that idea of whatever – Whatever play needs to be made, we're going to find a way just to win the game. And I think we've done a great job of that. But guys have been – the guys were pumped, but now it's kind of just ready to go to go play again. Finding a way to win. You know what helps that? Defensive touchdowns. The Jaguars have three defensive scores in their last four games. They have four of them the entire season. Third most in the NFL. Their defense also ranks top five in takeaways. And their defensive front has been one of the best in the league, ranking top ten in yards per rush allowed and quarterback pressure percentage. Dan, why has this defense been so good down the stretch for Jacksonville? Yeah, it makes me happy we did that Jags tape like two months ago on their D-line. Their blitz packages do a great job of figuring out ways to attack your scheme. I think mm -hmm. offensively, we, we believe that people blitz us in, in one of two ways. You're going to find people to attack. You're going to find 
protections and or schemes to attack. Okay. I mean, if you go back to that, this, this is a, a blitz like a couple clips before that they ran after that game winner, and they realized, okay, that free safety got home. So you continue to see different ways that they want to attack protection. Sometimes we slide to people. Well, if you're going to do that, we're going to do this. Sometimes it's man on. That's the game winner right there that yep. happened about a quarter before. And so they do a good job of figuring out this is what you're doing to our looks. We're going to give you these looks, and that's where you hear us football people say, like, you know, a simulated pressures, right, or, or full pressures. Full pressures yeah. They do a really good job of figuring out how you're protecting against your the looks that they're presenting and then figuring out ways to attack that type of plan that you have. It's, it's very difficult on third down. Right, and being in Pittsburgh and, and having a, a great defense and obviously one of the best defensive coordinators ever in Dick LeBeau, we were about finding matchups for our people. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily that we had to scheme you up in order to get free. It was how can I get James Harrison matched up on the tight end? How can I get James Harrison singled up on your right tackle? How is Troy Palomalu going to get a chance to get up on your running back? And if you could do some of those things, that was the way we tried to attack you schematically. It was about our Jimmys and Joes. Whereas when you look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars do, they don't care who the free guy is. They don't care who the guy with the single is. What they want to do is attack what you are doing, right? They want to see how do you present to me, and in presenting to me, I'm going to give you something to look at where I will be pressuring you from another position. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have done an extremely good job of that because whether it's Rayshon Jenkins, which we see come off the yeah. edge and make a play on Joshua yeah. Dobbs, or it's Josh Allen, they don't care. Mm -hmm. What they care about is attacking your scheme yeah. and winning by numbers and if they can win by numbers that's how they've been able to create pressure and make plays on the back yeah and, and both of you guys talk about the scheme I think aggression as well and, and when we like sometimes we downplay it but takeaways have a lot to do with your intensity mm. at getting after yeah. the football and if you watch this defense play they fly around now they get after it beyond the pressure rate. I'm going to tell you a guy that's that for the Jacksonville Jaguars that has been an unsung hero, Arden Key. Arden Key. He's changed exactly the front. Where you were going. He's changed the front. What you mean? How? Rushing from the interior, they yep. use him as a three technique. His length, his ability to rush the passer from interior and on the outside. And when you think about not only coming in waves, and I've talked to you guys a lot about depth up front. Now they're getting into the playoffs and coincidentally starting to create a bunch of these turnovers. Mm. A lot of these turnovers are simply becoming off of pressure, yeah. mm. not simulated pressure or not blitzing. It's the front that's playing so well. We saw Trayvon get going. We see Arden Key up front. We see Josh Allen dropping in coverage at times, giving the look like he's coming. All of these things are starting to like collectively come together right. for a from a defensive standpoint. And we got enamored on Trevor but we missed the point of having these guys on the other side of the ball. Remember, this is a young defense with a lot of guys that were drafted very highly and a lot of speed. So this will be an issue for the Los Angeles Chargers in this game. I've been a big fan of Rayshon Jenkins for a few years yeah. now, and I do want to say he is now ascending as a, as a player, but he was this type of player in, in, for the Chargers before he came over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. game for him. How about young Tyson Campbell? Coming yeah. lockdown corner as yeah, well. Talking yeah. about one of those young players. He is just fine. He was on the same high school team as Pat Sertain Jr. Ridiculous. Yeah, they came zero passing yards. It's been well over a month since we last saw Lamar Jackson in action. Marcus is going to tell us what we should expect if he's able to go on Sunday. Plus, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. Touchscreen Tuesday. Dan and RC break down what wrong for the Packers. Packers. Their matchup against the Lions like only these two can do it.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The postseason NFL Countdown crew has you covered for Super Wild Card Weekend, Saturday and Sunday this weekend, both times 10 a.m. Eastern. Get ready for six NFL playoff games right here on ESPN in the app. A little injury report check here as we got some quarterbacks in the AFC. There's still Yo. some major question marks coming into this week. Uh oh, trying to make me look tiny? Nope. No, I just mixing up the uh, inclusive. Uh, ha ha! There you go. <laughs> Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungabailoa has still not been cleared for football activities. That, according to head coach Mike McDaniel. Dan, what's the game plan if Tua can't give it a go for Miami? First of all, I, I, while I'm wearing fake glasses, I'm not a doctor. Tua shouldn't play. I just don't feel right, even if he gets cleared. Watching Tua play. Two things that should happen no matter what quarterback is playing. Tua, Teddy, or Skylar Thompson. The outside zone from Gunn has to be a part of their offense. It's become a good little wrinkle that they have so often. It's so difficult to run that run concept. That's got to be a really big deal of what they want to do is try to get the ball to the edges, outside the tackle of their run game. Their defense is going to have to do a very good job of stopping the run. And then I'd say this. they got to have some really good uniquely creative play action passes not your traditional ones but some that are unique with formation motion and action after the snap Giants meanwhile are getting healthier on defense as well the team could have both safety Xavier McKinney and quarterback Adore Jackson back in practice into the game on Sunday against the Vikings how big would this be for the G-Men RC listen I think this is huge Adore Jackson is the guy in, in playing this year early for Wink Martindale hadn't become necessarily a shutdown corner but he was the top corner on the team that type of speed that type of versatility to move in the slot is big. And Xavier McKinney was the green dot. He was the guy in the offseason that was designated to call the huddle for the New York Giants. And now with Wink Martindale adding Landon Collins to that kind of dime backer safety spot, getting Xavier McKinney back, it gives you so much versatility on the back end to move around, which you need to attack Kirk Cousins, but especially to stop a guy like Justin Jefferson. And the biggest injury of the week is, of course, Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are back on the practice field tomorrow, so we'll have some idea as to whether Lamar Jackson will give it a go on Sunday. There seems to be some hope, maybe some optimism, but at this point, it's just to be determined whether he'll play against the Bengals. Do they have any shot if he hasn't played those? I don't believe the Ravens have a shot if Lamar Jackson doesn't play in this game. And we know how Lamar just he overcomes a lot of what we think is deficient about the Baltimore Ravens. And that's why the overall arching conversation will continue about Lamar and his contract situation. When you look at the Cincinnati Bengals and their trajectory, and I know we talked about the injuries at the on the offensive line, quite frankly, it's a better football team. Now, this is NFL football and things can happen. But when you tell me that Joe Burrow is going to go into the playoffs 
against the Baltimore Ravens and they'll be Lamar Jacksonless. I can't go with that. Uh -oh. Disappointing the Patriots season came to a close on Sunday. They fell 35-23 to the Bills, pushing them to 8-9 out of the playoffs, and the offense took a major step back. Mac Jones was impressive as heck as a rookie, leading the Patriots to the playoffs and finishing as the runner-up to Jamar Chase in the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year race. However, under a new offensive coaching staff this offseason, this season after the departure of Josh McDaniels, Jones really struggled, posting the fourth-worst QBR in the NFL ahead of only Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Davis Mills. Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots, had an excellent level for us here. Mike Reese! ESPN tweeted yesterday that Bill Belichick, who turned 71 in April, wants to return for the Patriots in 2023 be a 24th season. The early message from his video conference, accountability across the board, starting with him, quote, we need better results, Belichick said. Adding the process started today. It is in yesterday when this video conference actually took place. Let's talk about what needs to happen, Dana. What do they need to do to get Mac Jones back on track? There has to be a coordinator change. And, and somebody that has a strong history of calling plays in the NFL. I, Cliff Kingsbury could be an option. Bill O'Brien, who's at Alabama, who was at New England, yeah. should be the option. I want to make a very clear point of the difference between Mac Jones and my eyes last year to this year. It has to do with an exclamation point and a question mark. Okay. Last year, Mac understood the why with an exclamation point. Why are we running? I know why we're running this play because mm -hmm. this is how we want to attack this person or this defense or we're really good at this. This year, he was asking why with a question mark. Why are we calling this play? Like, why are we doing it this way? And the reality is every great offense needs to live in the, excla or the exclamation point world. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're running this play because that's how you attack that cover three. Or we're running this play because our right tackle is great at it. Or we're running this play because we got the two really good receivers that run this concept really well. And Bill's got a great history of that, whether you think of whatever we think of him as a, a head coach in Houston, indifferent to that. Very good, smart offensive mind. And the reality is, if they want to get Mack back to playing to the way that I think he can, which is a very good quarterback in the NFL, that needs to be the foundation of what New England's offense is with Mac Jones. The reality is this, too. Like every quarterback, I see, I think I heard you say this before, like he's just a significantly better quarterback in the play action world. Shocking last week, 10 of 11 for over 100 yards and a touchdown against a very good Buffalo defense. So I've been claiming that all year, but the, the why with an exclamation point has to be the foundation of the offense with Mac. I'm going to go a little bit off base here. Question marks are different too, right? All, not all question marks are the same or questions. If Sean McVay walks into a room and he's telling me about offense and I ask him why, it's because I believe that he has a level of knowledge that I don't have that he can explain to me. Yeah. If Matt Patricia walks into a room and is telling me about offense and I ask him why, it's because I need him to prove to me that he knows exactly why he's doing this. Those are two different questions that you're asking that sound very similar. Yeah. And I believe that's the place that Mac Jones was in the entire year. No when question. he was asking questions why of the people coaching him, it was because he believed he knew why or he believed that there, a why was out there. He wanted to know if those coaches could communicate those things. And so you need someone that's going to step in and not only build an offense around what he does well, but also help him creatively. Like we've seen with a guy like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, who's on his third quarterback this year. Mm. Get him in a situation, like you said, Dan, where we can run play action, but multiple play actions, yeah. where we have boots, we have half rows, we have play action with the design of the route combination in itself gets people open and also plays we can get the football out of our hands. But you need people around you to do that as well. So this is going to be a great offseason project yeah. for Bill Belichick if he wants to get Yeah, there. I grew up in South Bend Rouge. We have this thing in Louisiana called Brick. It's the recreation center, right? Yeah. And right. you go to play at Brick when you're young. You go play basketball. 
And usually when you go on the break, you have a fight, either on the way there or on the way back home. Yeah, for and sure. And what they say at break, and, and we used to what say, it, hey, with? man, we people just people with? around the neighborhood, stuff, whatever. But every time you would go to break, you would call your friends and be like, hey, man, let's go up to the gym. You know why? Because you needed more people. <laughs> That's what the Patriots need, too. Yeah. Like, we could talk about concepts offensively. We could talk about Mac Jones and how he digested and, and, and processes the play action. And I agree with what both of y'all said. The last 1,000-yard receiver was 2019 Julian Edelman. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, you look across the a AFC – and you think about what Mac Jones is going to have to go against yeah, for bro. what we see the perceivable future to be. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Miami Dolphins went out and got Tyreek Hill. They already yeah. had Jalen Waddle. Like, you look at this roster, and I don't want to cast any aspersions on these guys. They pros, right? I'm going to give Devontae Parker love. Born, all of those guys out there. It's a different level of pro. It's a different. Thank you, because I was I was not ever in the realm of possibility of Aaron Donald, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's just get it understood that in this process of changing concepts yeah, yeah. and finding an offense coordinator, you better get more people before you get crowded at break and you be by your damn Not self. just X's and O's. Best best we don't believe you. We need more people. <laughs> oh. All right, so this table is calling for a coordinator change. There has been one officially now in Washington. As new on NFL Live, John Keim, passes along word that Scott Turner, the offensive oh. coordinator for the Commanders, has been fired. That confirming a report from NBC Sports in Washington. The change is coming in D.C. Hey, still to come here, we've got plenty more on NFL Live. And despite their convincing victory, the 49ers offensive line couldn't stop J.J. Watt. Find out why Marcus isn't worried about this offense going forward, though. That's next. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. My man J.J. Watt called it a day. So I just thought I'd sit here and reminisce on the epitome of a big man balling. Y'all watch this with me and enjoy. Give the people what they want. Sack, J.J. Watty. Brock Purdy, listen, man, I know you the hot kid in town. I've been that. This is a handover. Double team. He's used to getting old. I'm going to sack you again, sir. 
I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me go out like this. You have entered the BMB Hall of Fame, sir. BMB Hall of Fame, huh? The highest honor in football. That might have been the best BMB <laughs> in the season. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what is the weight requirement to be on BMB? Like how much, how many pounds you got to be? You got to be more than 265. Is it, is it positional though? Or could you be like a big, you could be, be a big oversized safety? No, it's, it's pretty much position. And Chancellor back okay. in the day? I thought okay. so. All right. 265? I've had linebackers, running backs on there, but when we talk about Hall of Fame and, and uh, tributes, you got to be, a, you got to do the dirty work. All right, okay. so he is a, BMB Hall of Famer, but J.J. Watt did wreck that 49ers offensive yeah. line this yeah. past Sunday. A total of four sacks allowed, two of them from J.J. Swaggy. Are you concerned about this 49ers offensive uh, line now? We can be concerned. Okay. I mean, we can make it something that I don't think it really is, and, and I'm sure that some people are concerned because football does that to you. But mm. this is one of the most vanilla game plans I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan run. This was the first time I walked away from a game saying Kyle Shanahan didn't put any of that pixie dust on the game huh. where guys are just have no idea what play is coming. They don't know what reads open. they're in. Folks running wide open. Yeah. It was just straight ahead. I saw Brock Purdy stand in the middle of the pocket more than I've seen him stand in the middle of the pocket all season long. Debo Samuel didn't really have an imprint on this game. Mm. Watch next week yeah. how many times yeah. he touches yeah. the yeah. football. Healthy. So, yeah. for me, it was more about San Francisco be the position that they were in and you got to think that a team that has been ravaged by the injuries that they have not just this year but over totality that this game was kind of a I don't want to say you toss it out there but the reality is some games don't mean as much as others mm. and it looked like that to me from Kyle I'm Shane. with you but this is the playoffs right yeah. so deep teams you guys know better than I do defenses are going to find the weakness I do think there's a little bit of a Weak spot at the right guard. They're mm -hmm. starting a, a, a rookie guard, Spencer Burford. Yep. And that's the guy that you sit there and go, he's had some good moments. I don't want to put this guy out on blast. But you sit there. There's a reason why they're finding ways to get J.J. Watt over him. Yep. You don't think that, you know, they're going to put Vita Vey over him if you're San Francisco or, or, or Lawrence or, um, you know, some of the Philadelphia guys. Like the right guard, when he has to get into those protection situations, starts to struggle just a little bit and teams are going to find those matchups in the playoffs Al Woods this weekend Wosu you know Demarcus Lawrence Micah Parsons so as we go into the playoffs with these teams that have pretty darn good rushers you have to get a little bit concerned about the right side now the natural question is well how do you how do you help it how do you fix yeah. it and I think like you could put a tight end to the right tackle so to think the right tackle thinks I've got some help maybe I could help the guard you could take your center push that way yep. a lot of times we would take our back and instead of having the back do his check down outside the tackle, we would have him insert into the right. B gap just as another body presence. So I'm not sitting here saying this is going to derail the I'll 49ers Super you. Bowl, but I think that defenses are smart enough to realize we're going to go after that. You speaking, you speaking more to the talent uh, and, and the guy that they would pick on. The only thing I thought about was Kyle Shanahan got plays where he don't even block people. No doubt. And I think that's the – when I hear Marcus talking about the vanilla type of attack yeah. we saw from the San Francisco 49ers, not necessarily that he wouldn't game plan to win right. because obviously he did. I think you go forward with the knowledge that you just shared, Dan, and you say, how do I protect him? Yeah. Do I insert the back inside? Do I get an opportunity to have a, a tight end there where he can also insert and allow the tackle to help? I think all of those things help happen but also too this this offense can travel right with the way that they play with the skilled players that they present 
they can find ways to make plays that are huge that you don't need protection. You can get the football out of your hand to Christian McCaffrey on the screen and get 20. You can get the football to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle on half boots and boots and play actions. And I think you'll lean on Kyle Shanahan and, a, and believe in Kyle Shanahan as much as you do any play caller or head coach in the entire NFL. Bro, a couple weeks ago, we saw this dude throw a double fake screen to Kittle up the middle right. wide. Beautiful. Yeah. Like we, it, 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 I think against Seattle, wasn't it? In it Seattle. Was Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan coming. It was a little yeah. homage to uh, Bill Walsh from back in the day, by the way. And I know, listen, you have some good offensive, good defensive tackles, but still, big man ball and Hall of Famer can make any guard, rookie, experienced, <laughs> no Hall of Famer, Famer no look Hall bad Famer. himself. Time for some read and react. Let's get to some notes around the NFL. We start with the Jets, where Zach Wilson has a message for any potential veteran quarterbacks who could wind up in New York this offseason. Take a listen. Yeah, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go out there and do my best uh, to just show the coaches that I deserve to be there. And, you know, and it's not it's not in a negative way. It's a positive way. It's making everybody else, you know, better, hopefully. You like that, Dan? It's the right thing to say, okay? okay. But let me say this. Talk is cheap. I didn't say that. DMX did. Talk is cheap. You also <laughs> said something else. I want to see zero entitlement with Zach Wilson. And the reality is, while that is the right thing to say, there's really one focus mechanically that you could fix or physically. That's your mechanics. You know who else really had to fix their mechanics this offseason? Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. And they both did it. But I didn't hear them talk about it. So as much as I can appreciate Zach Wilson saying the right thing in the moment, it's time to put up or shut up. I know me, your coaching staff, your team, no one wants to hear that you're going to do it. They just want to see you do it every single day. If he does that, he's got a chance in the Jets for the future. If he doesn't, that new guy is going to take his job. Big offseason ahead for Zach Wilson. Let's go to Tampa Bay where the Bucks host the Cowboys Monday night, of course, on ESPN and ABC. The Cowboys are one of the best pass rushers in the NFL as they have pressured opposing quarterbacks nearly 40% of their dropbacks this season. That leads the NFL. Tom Brady has notoriously avoided pressure by getting the ball out quickly. However, when he has been pressured, and the third worst quarterback in terms of QBR so far this season. So, Swaggoo, what are Brady and Cohen to do well on Monday to get past your Cowboys? Well, one, Dan, so Dan and Mina don't pull their hair out, have a lot of play action in this football game. The other thing is, we all know it's about protection and then attacking away from Trayvon Diggs. We saw Mike Evans get going last week to the tune of three touchdowns. It was a lot of man-to-man -man defense. I don't know if Dan Quinn has that plan, but it's probably not a good plan with the situation in the secondary. If I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I try to get Leonard Fournette going like they did the, in the week one game. I also get to the play action with Tom Brady, and I try to expose whoever is away from Trayvon Diggs, number seven at the cornerback position. There you have it. Bucks, of course, have the Cowboys on Monday night, as we just said, ESPN and ABC. And on the off chance that's one and done for Dallas, will Jerry Jones make a move at head coach? He was asked that himself today in his weekly radio show appearance. When you really think about it, we're not playing Brady. Uh, Brady is, uh, you say, well, in this game, quarterback, the fact that he's quarterback teams that you haven't beaten, but with him quarterback, we're playing Tampa Bay, the team. It's, inconce it's inconceivable that we could uh, make Brady not play well and get their tails beat by the rest of the team. All right, RC, sort of deflecting attention from the matter at hand. What do you make of all this? 
Well, this is what Jerry Jones does. Jerry Jones can answer a question without answering it. And if you think about what he's saying is he loves to leave it open-ended. I think one, because he believes it. And the other part is because he doesn't actually know what his coach is going to do. And if Mike McCarthy doesn't happen to find a way to pull out this game, you think he won't enjoy a conversation with a guy like, oh, let's say Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Jerry Jones is faced with his mortality. And I'm not talking about his mortality and how long he can play football, but his actual life. And Jerry Jones wants to win a championship more than anything else in the world. And if he believes that Mike McCarthy isn't the guy to take him there, why would you commit to him today? But you also want to put a little bit of pressure on him and say, hey, coach, get it done or you won't be getting it done here. RC, it's Jerry. He could give Mike McCarthy $100 million bucks in an extension today and fire him tomorrow <laughs> if he feels like it. That's how Jerry rolls. Have I told you that you could watch this game on Monday night? Of course, on ESPN and ABC, 8 Eastern, ESPN Plus, also a way to watch it. You got our Megacast coverage, which includes Peyton and Eli on ESPN2. And our ESPN Deporte Spanish language version cover starts at 6 Eastern with Monday Night Countdown live from Tampa. Hey, coming up next, you know what time it is. It's Touchscreen Tuesday. Dan and RC head to the touchscreen to tell you about the Lions and the Packers. How the Lions came out on top at a critical fourth down play. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Time for Dan and RC. I'm in my zone. This is actually my favorite day that we've ever done this. Kevin Byard may have picked off Dan's two favorite quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Thought we were close. So DBs like you can't put hands on me at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the hell they're playing. <laughs> he's actually where he's not supposed to be. Condensed splits, big posts, tutties. This what they wanted. This what they get. I'm in my zone. Hey, listen, everything ramps up when it's the playoffs, so why would Touchscreen Tuesday be any different? And Lambeau Field on Sunday, they had one team that was playing for all the marbles, and another team seemed to not have anything at stake. But when it came crunch time, one played with the pride of a lion, and the other ones, uh, they just cut the cheese. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go to the third and ten, really game-sealing interception, and then that fourth and one play that the Lions go for it and basically end the Packers' season. So I want to talk about protection because the front seven for the Detroit Lions was really the story of the game for me. 
Now what you're going to get is really man coverage. There's Kirby Joseph at the top of the screen, and we're going to get a blitz. Now this blitz is relatively simple. Right, hold I'll, it right here, Dan. Now here's what happens. This blitz looked like a zero blitz when we're talking about the front. Even though Kirby Joseph is on the back end, we're going to see right here, it's this safety. He's going to do what's called a hug rush, and instead of going right to his, his uh, offensive player or the tight end, he's going to blitz, which is going to draw the eyes of the back to get him away from the blitzing back. And that's the real issue, because what happens is I take my three offensive linemen, my center, right guard, and right tackle, they got one, two, three. I'm good on that side. Now, oftentimes in these six and or seven man protections, the back has a job called scanning. And RC just talked about, I'm trying to see where's that extra defender that I have to go block. Now, what happens is, is you're going to see A.J. Dillon start to cross, right? Remember, those three are taken. Dillon's starting to cross the ball, and he's got vision on that safety that you just talked about. And the reality is, is this safety blitzing? Is he dropping back in yep. coverage? Because, again, that back end is in man-to-man -man coverage. Now, what happens is, Deshaun Elliott does a great job of hug rushing to Robert Tunyon, and when he releases, he's going to detach and follow him into the route. But this allows Alex Azzalone to come around and wrap blitz, who normally would have been covering A.J. Dillon, but knowing that he's Scanning to Deshaun Elliott, he gets free on the blitz. And there, that free blitzer matters because here's the reality. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw that ball under duress right now. He's about to get hit by Anzalone. Now, I think it impacts the throw. I also think the reality is this. Al Lazard is coming across the middle of the field on an in route wide open. Maybe if Anzalone's picked up, yep. Aaron Rodgers resets and throws that ball to Lazard instead of floating this interception for Kirby Joseph off. So here's the big kind of game ceiling play by the Detroit Lions offense. I want everyone at home to pay attention to this. We in offense, we get into these huddles, and the plan in this situation is, hey, fourth and one, let's stay in our huddle for a real long time and not allow the defense to get set. So as right now, you're going to see the lines are just breaking their huddle. Now pay attention to the clock, because the reality is this. The clock is going to start 20 seconds on the play clock. One, two, three. Four. Look at the communication. Run it back, Dan. If you watch when they're getting to the line of scrimmage, let's watch Jair Alexander. He's trying to communicate to the rest of the secondary that they need to get back, get set, and obviously eye their coverage in order to make this play. And the reality is this. By the time I break the huddle and then snap me the ball, five seconds have ran off the clock. The reality is I never gave you the opportunity to get set. And Jared Goff now has, look at all these people wide open. You're wide open. You're wide open. You're wide open. You're wide open. Keep, keep it here, Dan. And let's focus right here on the front. If you have a front where you have six blitzers, right. this means you're in a zone blitz on the back end, and they came out in empty. If you get an empty set, you have to lock to the bottom of the screen in order to cover these two guys. There's no way to do it if you can't. Also, when you're frantic, right, and they rush to the line in this manner, we don't get to communicate, and we forget the situation. It's fourth and one. You should be playing tight coverage because of the rush to the line. Now the Green Bay Packers are frantic and they don't do what they're supposed to do assignment wise. It's a great job by the Lions. Hang in that huddle as long as possible. Sprint to the line of scrimmage. Make sure everybody gets set so we don't have a penalty. And that allows me to get those people out and you don't have enough to cover. Bottom line, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions finished this season as strong as any team in the entire NFL. And they went to Lambeau Field and beat the King of the North with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in Lambeau. But we have to take notice because next year, the King of the North may also be the King of the Jungle and the Detroit Lions are coming. My Let's man. go. My More of that right there. All right, pivoting from that to an offseason of change because there's one underway right now in Tennessee. The Titans fired assist four assistant coaches on Monday. That includes offensive coordinator Todd Downing. So four coaches plus the GM all gone, leaving Mike Vrabel as the main piece still in place in Tennessee. Marcus, what's a rebuild look like there?
Uh, a total rebuild. Mm. Listen, there's some young talent on this team. Don't get me wrong. Jeffrey Simmons needs to get re-signed. I think that needs to be a top priority. Yeah. Fulton on the back end. Obviously, by you think about offensively, though, they got to find a quarterback. Mm. Um, and, and, and look, I, I don't know what you're going to do at the QB position. I know you drafted Malik, and obviously you, we saw Josh Dobbs come in and technically start a playoff game for a yeah, team he had been with for 17 days. Okay, and then when you look at all of the things that's transpired in Tennessee, you got rid of A.J. Brown, you drafted Traylon Burks. I think Burks has some talent. I don't know if he'll ever be an A.J. Brown. There's a lot that you have to do. You also got Robert Woods, who was phenomenal in L.A., but is an aging wide receiver in this league. So here you are with not a number one wide receiver. You got a running back going into his 30s that has a tremendous amount of carries on his yeah. body. You got a question at quarterback. Your offensive line took a lot of hits and, and injuries this year. So from an offensive standpoint, the Tennessee Titans are in a full rebuild. They need to be as active as anyone in the draft and free agency, potentially maybe offloading what uh, what what quarterback. Come Brian Tannehill. Brian Tannehill Brian well, was uh, had on their books. So many guys on their roster, either on their second yeah. or third contract. When you go 7-10, and 10, that's the case. Usually means time to yes, pivot sir. to a rebuild. Hey, coming up next, the Bears have the first overall pick in the NFL draft as the Texans have slipped to number two. Our analysts discuss what that means as draft talk starts to heat up. We'll see you soon, Casey. Brian Tannehill, my bad, bro. Couldn't get it out. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so a last-second win over the Colts moved the Texans from the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft to the second pick. I could not oh, believe that play when I saw it. Just what did they do? From, two, from one to two, and the rare occurrence where you don't want to move further down. So as a result of the win, Texans give up that number one overall pick in the draft. Let's take a look at how things have unfolded now. After beating the Patriots back in week seven to improve three and four, the Bears had a 1.5% chance to end up with the number one pick for the ESPN analytics. That victory was actually their last of the season. Ten straight losses for Chicago, and they are now on the clock. And I got to be honest with you, I think it's a good place for Chicago to be. But let's talk great about place. it's a great place with 100 million plus to spend this offseason. Oh, well. 100 million. Yeah. No team as close to Chicago's cap space this offseason. Let's talk about. The I hope ESPN got some cap space. <laughs> for you, they got plenty of franchise tag. Bro, I think they just passed out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Texans here for a second. Could that win be costly? Going Baby from face, one I'm to major two. nervous. 
No, no, no. Babyface got right to the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I, hey, let's, let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, hey, seriously, on a serious note, when I look at this Houston, when I look at this draft situation, I don't think, I think it's more of a comfortability because I don't look at one of these three quarterbacks that's deemed the top guys. Nice young CJ something Will Levis. so different from the other one that you just clearly know that this guy will change the franchise. We all think they uber talented. We all think they can help some teams in the league. This is not one of those situations where Andrew Luck is coming out in Trevor the draft. Lawrence. Or Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun when he came out. Like, this is not one of those for me. But when you think about where the Bears sit from compensation-wise and what they could actually get mm. for this Lots. pick, and then having Justin ascend the way that he did during the season, I think they're in a great position to get whatever they want in Man, this draft. Man, if I'm them, I'm, I'm having somebody ghost text Shefty <laughs> and say, hey, we might be willing to take a quarterback. Yeah. And no mm. matter who it is, just have Shefty put it out in the atmosphere. And if it's in the atmosphere, I want right everybody just dangling it out there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to really dive in instead of the college kids. I would have pushed back a little bit. I think Bryce Young is special. I think Bryce no. Young is Steph Curry on a football field. Mm. So slow the game is for him. Mm. Let me say that about him. Remember, I think it's two or three seasons ago when the Jets – at the last game of the year, I believe it was, one at home versus a couple years ago, right? They won at home versus the Rams in a meaningless game. The Jets were, I think, the number one pick at the moment. They win yep. the game and they drop down to number two. Jacksonville went up to one. Jacksonville got Trevor and Zach Wilson went two. So this is going Butter to have tremendous impact on organizations with Chicago and or Houston. I think the really interesting thing is this. If you're Chicago and you're thinking about teams that have to come up to you, Two years ago, team, the San Francisco 49ers went up to get Trey Lance at the number three pick, yeah. and it cost them three, three first-round picks. Yeah. So if you're Chicago, you're sitting there going, that's the starting point if you want to come up and get a player like Bryce Young or, or C.J. Stroud. I think, but that, isn't that the, the question? Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? What is the separation between these quarterbacks when it comes to these teams' evaluation? Yeah. Mm. Are we going to look at this draft and say, okay, let's eliminate Chicago because we don't believe they move on from Justin right. Fields yeah. and the draft starts at two. Right. And we're comfortable whether we get Bryce Young or if we get C.J. Stroud. And so I think the way that you see those two players or Levis or Richardson, the way that you see this group of quarterbacks gets you, get you to the point of what you're willing to give to move up to number right. one. Now, if somebody is just absolutely blown away with Bryce Young, the way I have been since he touched the football last year against the Miami Hurricanes to start a season, I think you do give the Bears what you need to give them in yeah. order to get this player if you think he's transcendent. Yeah. And, and sometimes with these quarterbacks, it may not be how close they rank on Mel Kuyper's big board. It's like real estate, right? Like, we might all see five houses that are on the market yeah. for the same yeah. price. Like one better. But you like A, I like B, he likes C, he likes right, D, right? right so right. with these quarterbacks, if you really love one the most, you're going to pay the full freight. And speaking of potentially paying the full freight, could the Colts be in the market for a quarterback? They certainly need one this offseason. Their GM, Chris Ballard, addressed the media earlier today. I'd do whatever it takes. If we, if we thought there's a player that, that we're driven to get that makes the franchise and the team better, that's what we would do. When, when our time's to be aggressive, we'll be aggressive when we need to be. I, I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, we, we need it. Do you guys know the average age of the AFC pl playoff quarterbacks? It's, it goes 27 down. Patrick's the oldest one. Yeah. <laughs> Colts are in the AFC. I love Chris Ballard. I think the world of him. I think he's a tremendous general manager. 
If you're in the AFC and you don't have a guy that looks like the guys that are in the playoffs, you have no shot for the next <laughs> decade. Right. Decade. That's real. That's true. Decade. That's a real thing. So if you're if you're the Colts, you ain't if you're Tennessee, right? If you're if you don't have a guy that you think can go head to head with Patrick or Joe or Justin or Lamar, <laughs> like you get you have no chance. Yeah. So if you're Tennessee, even if you're the New York Jets sitting at 13, it's time to dance. And I would say this on the contrary, if you're the NFC. Go. You can take over. Go. Yeah. Go. You can take over. No hesitation. They old Go. over there. Man. They old. Yeah, it's it's just, and think about the uh, the context too. Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, well, Matt Ryan. It's been right. one year after another. Another veteran. It's time to get someone you can build your. Think yeah. about how we think around. about Chicago right now. Exactly yeah. They went up to right. get Justin and cost him a Ursa, lot. Ursay and Jeff Saturday better get busy. If he's around, we'll find out whether the Colts stick with Jeff Saturday or not. It's time now for one more thing before we go. And we head to Seattle where safety Quandre Diggs had a huge interception to help seal the win this past Sunday and eventually a playoff spot for the Seahawks. Our guy Dan Orlovsky tells Quandre on Twitter, by the way, great pick, dude. Have my all pro votes today and you were one. You earned it. He was with a little help from RC. <laughs> a little help from RC. I a little help from like, you, man. <laughs> Dick said, Dino, I appreciate you. Yo, Why do you practice picking you off? Hey, First of all, I used to gas Quandre. Hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 honestly, man, interceptions are repetition. And if you have someone. You just voted that, this man all man. for when he greased you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Yo, you. Quandre, you know I love you. Come here. I know that hit you. I know that hit you. Come here, man. Come here, man. I know that hit you. Bro, your football Quandre life is just like yeah. your analyst life. Open invite, Dan. Quandre, we got beef. We got beef, dude.